Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is no escape, no escape whatsoever. My name is Joe. And I'm Carolyn. You guys are listening to Carolyn and Joe Show Pod December. This is for December 5th. December 5th. Five days in December. We got still up to, I don't know. If you guys don't know, Pod December is what we're doing. It's what we call Pod December, where we do a podcast every single day, all 31 days of December. It seemed like it seemed like it made sense for us to come back with a with a fury. But you know fury. what's crazy? As soon as we finish this episode, that means we're nearly one sixth away. One sixth away. Done. Holy crap. And just so you guys know, my name is Joe Carabay. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, a writer, a musician, and today I'm a podcaster and across from me in her own soundproof booth over here at a straight production studios you know, it's just like the Robin. It's just like the best thing. She's the greatest thing in the whole entire world. Her name is Carolyn Bolevsky. How are you doing, Carolyn? I'm doing good. Did you say I was like the Robin? You know, like in uh in uh like Robin, like in uh um what's it called? In uh in the Howard Stern show. Remember she has cheese in her own oh, booth? I was oh. thinking like Batman and Robin. I was like, is Robin the really the best thing? No, I wasn't Batman? comparing I was like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's where my mind went to. And then I the second thing I thought of was the bird. Like a Robin Bird, and then I'll, I didn't get the Howard reference, but now I totally now get it. Now we get it. So it's, it's, I it's a totally quick, it's get a, it. It's a quick It's a quick cut. It's a quick thing. Let's cut right into it. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. A lot of stuff that's happening. You know, we, we're doing this show every single day. We might as well make it a little topical. Brian Singer got fired <laughs> from the Bohemian Rhapsody uh, uh, docu-film. Not docu-film, but the uh, film about Freddie Mercury starring, um, what's his face? Mr. Robot. But it's not oh, Mr. Yeah. Robot. He didn't play Mr. Robot. I guess he is. Mr. Well, Robot. we'll just call him Mr. Robot because that's what he's. What's his name? For. Malik. I forget. No, his name. I don't actually know his name. It's not Terrence I know. Malik, all I know. I know he's um, straight up Egyptian. Straight up Egyptian. Yeah. But like, it's it's been a it's a unique situation because. So what happened? I mean, I don't know the details. I just saw a headline. Like Brian Singer just was like, I just don't feel like showing up. <laughs> he just stopped coming to work. Uh, so like he from from what I've read, I'm not there on the scene, but Brian Singer. Um, has been either late or just hasn't shown up to set like several several times, and it's uh and uh, Malik's pretty mad has been upset about that and uh, he's shown up so many times he hasn't shown up so many times that the the DP actually took his place and directed for his spot in, instead of him and so and then that built tension between between Mr. Robot and uh and uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Robot and uh um. And uh, and Brian Singer, you know, of course, you're, if your director is not there, how are you supposed to connect? But also, it's like you know, you get this thing. Like he's very unprofessional, uh, you know. So I guess they they had like a falling out, and I heard like I read that they had even battles. One bat one battle, like you know, Brian Singer like threw something at Mr. Robot. Oh my goodness! And but like he, he so he's he, not coming to work because he doesn't enjoy. Working who, with Remy Malik, Remy Malik, that's his name. His Remy name Malik, came to me. Remy Malik, yeah. So he uh, didn't enjoy I the don't, lead. Or? I don't know. I don't know. It seems like an amazing thing. It seems like Remy Malik is doing an amazing job, at least from what I've seen on the images. I actually followed Brian Singer specifically so I can see behind the scenes of Remy Malik uh, being Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. So it's sort of like weird. Um, it's. I mean, it's a then like. You know, so they had their, they've had so their did, battles. So the studio did the studio. I'm assuming the studio knew all this and that the DP yeah. was taking over. But then well, he like would just not show up, and so he had to take over. And then all of a sudden, after Thanksgiving, after the Thanksgiving break, he just never showed up ever again. No question about working on film su- film sets. 
if the I know this is an odd case because usually the director does show up, but, yeah. <laughs> but in the case of like, is it like a presidency <laughs> thing where like you know if the president dies, then the vice president takes over? No, like what, like how does the <laughs> DP that. how does the DP step up? Though? There's two like, different jobs. I know it in is. My that's head, why I'm my head that's what different. I'm saying. So like, how does it get to that I point t- where like I know obviously everyone's on set and they're like, well, you know, time and money, we need to get this thing going. Yeah. So then like obviously the DP's like, okay, guys, I'm gonna be the director now and then well, like because they do they he does command the set to a degree too you have the assistant director you know in a lot of ways you know you're following the vision of the director who, who doesn't that, have to touch anything but do they call like the main studio head and then they're like yeah mr singer did not come to set again today yeah like because you're, you're the 20th time and then they're like well what should we do and then they're like uh i guess the dp just do something yeah because at the end of the day we're all working for the the whoever made the film and the producers too who are above power so everywhere. are they gonna hire a new director or well, see, are they the, gonna let the dp just continue no they're gonna hire a new director oh. you can't like the that's like that's i mean unless the dp wants to be a director but that's a heavy i thing. mean unless you're steven soderbergh that could be like or a, robert rodriguez but that could deal. be like a door that opens up for that dp if he wants like, if, hey. if he wants to but also it's sort of just like a lot of people are you want to focus on your craft <laughs> at the Instead same time. of directing, though, but, but then like, it could open up a door to directing. Maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe it's not what he wants to do, though. I've heard that's... so many people say like they don't want to direct. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just like it's no, a high pressure situation. It's too much. Like, but it's hey, what's up, son? <laughs> son, he's like I saw him say hi. Hey. Uh, but uh, he also like when Brian Singer like you know he didn't show up for three or four more days and then. The studio made a decision just to fire him. I, guess I wonder that, how many I, total they're shooting days. In London. They're shooting like in the UK, I think. So, I wonder how know. many total days he's missed. I don't know. Like, but they where, said, when, when does it get to that level where like, okay, you're out? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they let one day slip. They let two days well, slip. Well, it has to be a like, certain when amount. When does it get to that level? You have two more weeks. They said they have two more weeks to finish this film. Or oh. the, two more weeks of photography. That's, that's up. So they got to find someone to fix that. That's not even that much time. Son, if you have a question, I'm going to answer it, buddy. But... So, uh, Okay, so um, how long have they already shot? Now, what's like amazing how, is I've been through this. Do you know this, how, many, how much they've already completed? I mean, apparently a, a, a lot because if you have two weeks left. <laughs> but it could be a, a thing where like they're only filming for so long. Well, I feel like I I've, I've already, I've already they've, been, they've been filming for a while, so it's not one of those things. But I heard that's what's been building up is like that tension between. How do you just not show up to work when you're like a household name? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, people know who Brian Singer is. How can you just not show up to work? I mean, I, th- I think there's like, a I lot Like, I can of... understand, like, you can have a discussion like when, about, like, once... what the problems are. Obviously, there are going to be problems. On, nothing I'm... is, like, a happy rainbow set, you know, necessarily. But, like, you know, how... I just don't understand how it gets to the level of not even showing up. Well, I feel like... I mean, there has to be up to it. Maybe there has to be something going on. Because I know for me... It's like if I was in that position, and then this might be, you know, of course, me, I'm just a starting starting in this filmmaking world. It's like, I want to direct. I want to be there every day. But I know that it's also a heavy, it's a heavy position to be in, too. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a, that's a lot of, it that's is a, a lot heavy of pressure. Position. I've but been on films where, like, the directors quit. So, and that was only in the first week. So They're <laughs> just been, like, I'm out. I've been on, I've been on those, I've been on those projects before. So I under, I don't understand, but I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen that happen. So. I mean, I know at one of my previous jobs, literally, somebody just got up out of their seat and walked out the door. Yeah. And we never saw him again. But I wonder what that tension could be because I don't, I don't know what the. <laughs> but like, don't, don't when you get in like major trouble just for doing that, you're you know it's just part of it is like you have to just suck it up 
And if he has two weeks left, it's like, just suck it up and do your two weeks. But see, here's the thing with Brian Singer. It's like, now when that started happening and this story broke or, you know, like started to get released, then I was there. People were saying like, oh, yeah, this isn't the first time he's like just randomly disappeared either. That's not good, though, because then you're not going to like, obviously, rumors are going to go around and you're never going to get hired again. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, a lot of people are like, oh, who's he's the next guy. He's, you know, he's the one on your list on the, the Carolyn list. What was it? The, it's not called the Carolyn list. The- <laughs> OK, first of all. But it's called the sexual assault. And battery. No, sexual assault prediction poll. Yeah, maybe because a lot, after that, uh, people were like, it wasn't even a soft thing that people were doing. Like, he's probably next. He's probably next. That's why he's not showing up. Do you think that's why? I don't know. But like, if, if that's... He doesn't want to even like be caught in the crossfire. If, if there's a pressure towards that, that could be potentially do that. But I'm like, finish your freaking job still though, man. <laughs> you oh, know? No. It's like, to me, it's like if you start, I'm, I'm under the idea if you start something, just finish it. You know what I mean? Just sort of... It's well, like he's already he's, been doing this for know. so long. Unless, like, like, tensions have been really building with Remy Malik. Malik? I, I feel like if you're on, like, the SAP list and you know that you're on it, you know? Yeah. Like, I would be scared. Like, I wonder if there's a whole bunch of guys in Hollywood that are straight up, like, shaken. I hope they all are. Because, like, really, uh, they shouldn't be doing that stuff. <laughs> oh, my quite God. As simple, quite as simple as that. I, I, I don't feel like they... It's not really... And they the should crazy be hiding thing is lives. on a lot of them, too, is, like, what Harvey Weinstein's now is, like, up to, like, I think over 60 women now. <laughs> Maybe over 70 or something. I can't remember the exact total. But it's, like, wow, you think that one would be bad enough, and now it's, like, in the dozens and hundreds for some of these people? Now, here's the thing is it's why... Like, how do you how do you abuse, like pretty much like hundreds of women well see this was sort of this <laughs> like, is this is to me why you know personally i'm not saying the what you're, the part you're talking about but why i think the remy malik and the brian singer thing sticks out to me mm-hmm. is that like i was looking like to me i was like oh does this mean the film is gonna suck is, is it gonna suck or is it not gonna come out or is it, not it might be jambled out? yeah and like i was like looking at pictures of vision of remy malik being like freddie mercury and i was like damn he's gonna be a freaking he looks like he looks like freddie mercury and i can't I, like, can't even, like, picture him, like, talking like a Freddie Mercury because all I remember, Mr. Robot saying, like, oh, you guys seeing what I'm seeing. <laughs> you know? And then to him, for him to, for him to go be Freddie Mercury, be like, you know, you know, that like, how he talks. You know, like that's what he, that's <laughs> what he Freddie says. Freddie Mercury talk no, like Freddie, in a regular conversation. Not a regular. I don't I, he, <laughs> he because he sings. has like he has like a Britishish type accent, and then but like you know when he was doing the. Um, I'm sure he working with yeah. a vocal coach. But like but like when he was doing like the big, like when he's trying to command the crowd, he does like that like and I can't mm-hmm. picture like um, Remy Malik being like, oh okay, so we gotta take over the world now. <laughs> <laughs> is he just like we are the champions my friends so we have a we have a question from sun world champion sun want me to read it to you sure okay let's hear it so he says hey you guys think all these sexual allegations will surface the wwe realm and how would it affect the product my Ooh, my wwe my hmm. And I was just actually, uh, son, I was just actually reading this. This is on Facebook for you guys. Uh, uh, Facebook stories. Keep on sending your stories. Keep on sending your uh, questions. Um, I actually feel like I read, I was reading an article on this actually over the, over the weekend 
of like, hey, back in the day, like women weren't really treated all that all that well in the WWE. I mean, like you think about it, it is a man centric man's world. Man's world. You hear like not just in wrestling and everywhere it's a man's world, and except you, for the kitchen, maybe. And you used to hear like stories of like Randy Orton like terrorizing like the the divas, you know, like and stuff like that. Or I mean, it's a rib central a rib central thing. Like guys would you know be like ribbing everybody like just pulling pranks and doing all types of stuff it wasn't really like a i feel like a, a female a female zone in the back in like in the backstage area mm-hmm. and i feel like but I, that might be a thing of the past because you know there's a it testosterone a a thing testosterone thing but, also, but that's but they're digging up all other people's stuff from 20 yeah, years yeah. ago so i i mean it might be brought up i, I mean, feel like it's already out there though you know and it's it sucks but I feel like back in the day there was probably a boys lot. Boys will be boys. But I, I, yeah, I do feel like back in the day there was probably a lot of it, like a lot of just like just it's rock and roll lifestyle. You know what I mean? That's just if we're talking about like sexual allegations, like with the rock and roll world, and in general, it's like females were treated like just like toys. Well, even back then. but then that's the way they wanted it. But in wrestling, it's I hate to even speak ill of this, but I, there are photos that I've seen online from like. You know, I'm on the board of National Cartoonist Society, and I have seen photos from, and I don't know what year this was, but they were black and white photos, so that I guess that takes you back to that time period. Or they're just artsy. But, or they're <laughs> or they're trying to be artsy, but it was a, I don't, I, I, I'll have to look up what generation, what year it was, but it was from, you know, the golden days, I guess, of advertising, Mad Men days, and like, um, every year at national cartoonist society we get together for it's called Rubin awards weekend and it's basically like the oscars of cartooning people are literally literally wearing tuxedos and very fancy dresses and everyone gets together for this one big shindig award ceremony and dinner and it's a really nice evening um but there was one rubens from back in the day where like male cartoonists mostly white male men cartoonists are drawing on these like beautiful model women and they are wearing i believe they are wearing white bikinis white bikinis and i i I don't know if they're bikinis or one pieces i really can't remember i'll have to like again dig up these images somewhere and but they're drawing on like their swimsuits you know yeah and it's like that would never happen now but i think that's a sign of the times like i'm not saying that i agree what they did is right or wrong you know maybe those women were hired hired as models because you go to the car show yeah they were hired yeah you can go to like comic-con or a car show and see like women be objectified in that sense like i'm not going to go to that full strength you know feminism to be like oh man they're so object objectivized and blah blah well obviously like they could have got paid for that gig you know to be like oh come here and wear some swimsuits and like you'll have the top like cartoonist be able to draw cartoons on your body and yeah. on your swimsuit like there might be some girl that's like super into that like they'll be like oh cool i got like beetle bailey drawn on me <laughs> you know like like they or like i got um blondie that's so cool you know like they might be digging that like who knows some girl might be really thinking that that's awesome but let's let's think but about what these- nowadays i feel like that would never happen but let's think about what these like uh and let's break it down to, like what these sexual allegations are it's usually like men of power trying to like move up on women or show trap you know, them trap them and do stuff do stuff like that you know in any any way of abuse of or you know i don't know how to really classify it other than just disgustingness um and you put that into the wrestling world it would you it would have to be people of power 
<laughs> and like there's only so many people that actually have have power have power it's like I okay mean, it's are like, we a promote are like are we an indie promoter it's like are those is, is like is someone like hey you well i just you, hope if you want to if you want to be a female you want to be a female wrestler you need to you know watch me jack off over here or something like that it's i mean like, the only people of power really is just vince and triple h but also like an in indie scene how far they want to go too you do have stories of like ring rats and people like that's that. more of like a uh What's a, not a band aid, but what's the other? Yeah, it's sort of like that, or, like a groupie. A groupie. That's what yes. I was thinking of. But like, that's, I don't, I don't think. But, but that's, that's more of the like rock a woman. That's more of like a woman that's like, oh, I want to sleep yeah. with you. That's like a little bit different because that's more consensual. Does yeah. that make sense? It's it's still kind of creepy. Could be creepy. It's but it's funny. Because, I don't know if it's funny, but I actually don't believe that anyone, or at least like, I don't feel like Vince McMahon would do that. I hope he wouldn't. No, but there's something in my head that I feel like, okay, like all the other stuff, but it just seems like sort of like, like wh- what I mean, like what he's trying to, like, you know, people are like, oh, like, you know, the, what is it? Like the, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, uh, I don't know who what's the, about. what's the comedian? Who had Louis the, C.K.? Yeah. It's like, you know, Louis C.K. had to like go up to people and like, hey, can I, can I, is it okay if I look at you and masturbate and stuff like you know, that, that stuff? I don't feel like Vince is that type of guy. <laughs> I hope that. he isn't. Like, he's that's so, just wrong. He, no, but see, Vince seems like the type of guy that's like, like if he really, really wanted to, or anyone like in power, if they really wanted to, they're smart enough to be like, hey, uh, here's, I'm going to pay you. And you know, I'm, I'm actually, he'll buy, he'll buy top, top quality product. You know, whatever, you know, prostitutes or hoes or escorts or, or, or what and have well, it done legally. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That seems like the way to go as opposed to being like, hey, Sable, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't. I that's don't. just wrong. But, I, like, but the second half of the question was uh, how would it affect the product? I mean, I, I feel like you'd probably. I don't think it would be you, good. You would see a lot product. more, a lot more Stephanie McMahon taking power over people. <laughs> I feel happen. like WWE is trying to, like, I have seen great strides in that company to try to not be like how we are describing, like these horrible guys doing these actions. Like, I know that sometimes it's funny because they're wrestle, they're wrestlers, and like you need to have a heel and you need to have a face, so you need to have a bad guy and a good guy to like put on a story. But yet they are promoting their bullying campaign. Yeah. Be a star, but I feel like be a star is a, is a good thing to have. A lot of elementary school kids pay attention to it, and and perhaps they know like how wrestling works with the storylines, and they can navigate their way into like not making fun of people, for for whatever reason like deformity like there's that new movie wonder about like the deformities yeah and um i haven't seen it yet but it's like a child has some type of facial deformity and people i guess learn from learn from him not to be bullies and not you know to accept people for who they are and stuff like that so i feel like wwe is doing a lot of outreach too with saint jude and the breast cancer research they do a lot of charity work and i feel like that helps people like that helps any of this stuff be preventative because someone can easily argue like, Oh, it's wrestling. People are beating each other up and like, Oh, it's so horrible. And like all these things and just point out all the violence. But then WWE can just combat that and be like, well, we've done this and this and this and this and this. And like, we've raised a zillion dollars for all these charities. And I feel like also like professional wrestling and professional Connor's career. Yeah. Like professional wrestling in general, 
they already have such an uphill battle of trying to be of trying to be legit and trying to be respectful like a, a respected art mm-hmm. that like even that type of thought process doing that is like the stupidest thing they can already they can anyone can do in that industry you know what i mean because it's like you already have enough time having people respect you as being a professional wrestler <laughs> it's like now you got to throw that throw that shit it's like you don't even get credibility in the real world i feel like sometimes yeah I, I hope that no one has is doing that sexual abuse in WWE. I mean, I don't or le- know. I mean, like, it's I'm, just I, like, I feel like it would ruin the company for yeah. a while. And it's, it depends how, like, top down, how big, you know, the, the wrestlers are. Because there's been travesties with WWE, like, pe- with people personally. Like, top I, thing would be Benoit. I bet there's always, like, there's more, like, just, like, you know, like, ribbing and pranks and stuff like that. Like, so I remember, like, maybe Randy Orton, like, like took a took like a crap in like one of the divas like bags or well, something that's like that stupid but those are like the little childhood like ribs that they used to do back in the day well i think uh, maybe still, i don't he's know changed you know you'd, you'd like to think that he's changed by now but the other thing is too, yeah, a, couple, a couple million dollars will change you and also if you have one more strike against you and you're fired that might do it too but that whole saying like boys will be boys like okay obviously wrestling is a male dominated sport yeah same thing with comedy like yeah there are female comedians but it's just very hard to be a female comedian it's very hard to be a female wrestler it's very hard to be like a female almost any profession yeah, it's hard to... Yeah. Like, seriously. I mean, yeah, there are some professions that are majority female. Like, nursing is, like, 95% yeah, that's more, nursing. That's more reverse. more. Because, yeah. really, people didn't even think... Uh, people didn't even know that guys can be nurses. Well, nurses, in a, in a, in a way, already, was already like, oh, isn't that, like, a female... It, nursing is totally female-dominated. But, but there are male nor- I, nurses. I have, I have plenty of cousins that are, that are nurses, that are males, that are guys. They are, yeah. yeah, they are, but it is a revert. You know, there's a lot of female teachers. Maybe they need to change that name. <laughs> but look, like, because nurse. nurses, nurse was already like mm. grounded to or attached to females in general. I don't really think of it as a male. You know what's weird? Growing up, nurse. I always thought that the female doctor was nurse. <laughs> See, that's kind of sad though. It's like you have the male, and then it's like, oh, the female helps. She's the nurse. But nurses, nurses are, actually put in a ton of work. Nurses are better anyway. They they're the healers. <laughs> It's kind of crazy, though. But, yeah, I would say nurse is the number one female-dominated. Um, yeah, there are a lot of industries that are more female than male. But now I, it is harder to navigate the world as a female, definitely. And even, like, things like art. You think that there'd be, like, a lot of female artists, right? Like, just because, oh, it's like painting and I mean, there are a lot draw. of female. I remember when I was going to school, there was a lot more uh, girls than in school, yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy, though, because then once you get professional, I'll say, like, as a cartoonist, there are definitely female cartoonists. But if you look at, like, the newspaper, there's, it's, like, less than 10% probably, you know? Because then, then it's the, still the, male-dominated. It's male-dominated because the, the heads of state are males. But who, who well, st- there are some who female still hold, tastemakers hold, out there. And they hold their own ideals. You but, know, because they they probably come from an era, a time where like but what girls would make at, fun of them for drawing cartoons. But it's still ninety percent, even with DC and Marvel, it's still like ninety percent male. Also, if you look at like, like the history books of artists' history books, how many females do you see in that? Not that many. You well, can't just count George O'Keefe all the time. Either. Why don't Why don't you imagine um, being a young female in like elementary school, sitting in class, and then right above the chalkboard you see pictures of all the presidents? Yeah. And there's no female. And then the NBA. All of it, man. And then you talk about like 
you know, you just said in school, a lot of female, there are more females in your art classes, which I think is and photo, great. photo. It, yeah. It's crazy to me how like there's more females getting educated at a higher, you know, higher education in college than there is males right now. That's like been documented, but then like females aren't as respected at all in so many different industries. It's really actually unique. I feel like I have a unique upbringing where I feel like I've been more surrounded by females in power than guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that plays out, but it's always been like, I've been working with majority of female producers, you know, like you know, a lot. Of, I mean, I guess majority of my teachers were also female. Yeah, that was also a thing. I always felt like all, all a lot of my te- my teachers growing up were female. Yeah, actually, very few were guys. Probably like if it was the PE teacher or like history, <laughs> the more masculine of the of the classes. I don't know. What about math? Math. I'm trying to remember. I feel math. like I had a math lot of male prob- math. Yeah, teachers. male math teachers. Yeah, English. My English teacher was always female majority of the time, except for one. I, I feel like. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's just you know. But still, like back into the the subject of Remy Malik, I hope, I hope he come, I hope that movie comes out because that that to me was also like his big. Well, it is going to come out though. Right? Yeah, I mean, they've hopes. already invested so much in it; they're not going to axe it. But but, it, but I'm questionable as to if it's going to be good though. That's the thing; it feels like it's getting handed off. I mean, it's a biopic. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and you Brian's, don't get one vision. You get I, I it, to me that seems like the whole thing is like imagine if you have a puzzle completed and then somebody knocks it on the floor. And Brian like, Singer, I'm not showing up to work. Brian Singer is, I feel like, a pretty solid director, though. He definitely has a voice that I've seen throughout all the X Men movies. Well, and, uh, you said that he's done and, it before. In what and, other and film has he walked out? From before? what I read, he was like even on uh, X Men Apocalypse, he was like he would disappear. Maybe that's what he does. Maybe that's, that's how the how magic's is, made. Man. Yeah, no one wants to. Yeah, that's how he has. He needs to that's go his out. Magic man. I just know that I don't like it when a uh, when I know like the if I'm working on a film and like the heads like the director or someone like disappears. They're not even there because it throws off. Because I feel like a film crew is so crucial for the camaraderie and the and the what's it called the the mental state of everyone in the project that. Okay, so like at you know I'll just be straight up at at two agencies I've worked at. And I've mostly worked in like advertising or graphic design agencies and uh, straight up at two of, of my previous employers, the owners would either not be there or they'd be there and like wouldn't talk to anybody, which now that I think about it, I'm like, that's kind of messed up. But who do they usually talk to? Don't you have like project manager or something like that? Yeah, but like in one case, like he would just be like in his own office and like would never come out. <laughs> just like Howard Hughes it. Just Howard Hughes. And like I got like, up. and I was there for like a, a while and like he only helped me with like one project once. Well, good riddance then. <laughs> I'm just saying good like, riddance. I'm like, like to me, that's like, you're the, you're like the head director of the studio and like you never do anything <laughs> like hands on, you know, like, and then the other one was like, they were just on vacations and then they would come in wearing like their Hawaiian shirts, like when they came back and then like they would never be there. So it's, I guess there are some heads of state that literally, literally never come to work. 
They're so powerful. They're so powerful that they don't even have to yeah, come to work. They don't have to come to work. But on a film set, the director should be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's <laughs> the director what... needs to communicate uh, with the with the talent and, you know. But isn't it crazy, though, though like how, like, there is, like, a dire- like directors that are, like, heads of state and everyone's like, wow, look, they, they own their own company, blah, 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 or whatever. Or, or, like, oh, they're directing. And then they're, like, not even there. Or they're there, but they're not communicating at all. That's weird to me. It is weird to me because I'm more I like a that. I'm more like a hands-on person. Like if I had my own studio, I I wouldn't want to be up in everyone's face, but like I would want to know what's going on and like but to make check everyone in, feel like they're part of the and team, like say hi to people and stuff. Yeah. You know, like it is kind of crazy how like I worked with somebody for four years and they never said hi or anything, <laughs> not just to me, but like to anybody. And like it was like in and out. We didn't even like know that they were there, <laughs> like just a like ghost, a phantom ghost. Like, yeah. I can't believe that, but that's what happened. <laughs> and there's like no interaction with you're, like anything. You're you're the person that sent me the text about the Brian Singer one too. I heard about him not showing up, but you're the one that confirmed that he got fired from me. Oh really? You, you sent me that text. I was like, oh, I knew he was gonna repl- get him replaced. Boom, Variety. Boom. And then and then get a- all your news from Variety, that, that, and then they'll send it to you. Then I, then after that, I was like, oh, that, that I read like, oh, House of Cards gonna continue filming without um, without uh, Spacey. <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to happen because people were calling for Robin Wright to like just continue the series. It just makes sense that that's the way to go. Right? I don't know if I should continue watching House of Cards because I was into it for like the first season, second season, something like monumental happened in the beginning, and then I just kind of stopped watching. Not because I hated it, but just because life, I guess. And then I started actually watching it right before the Kevin Spacey news broke. I wo- I watched like two more episodes, and then now I'm like. Should I even continue watching this? No, it's a spoiler. Uh, why not if the story is good, right? I don't know if I... I don't know. I kind of just feel indifferent about it. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I need to know what happens now. I'm kind of just like, I want to check it out, and I've invested some time in it, but then... I guess I could live life without knowing what happens in House of Cards. Maybe. 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 It does kind of suck, though, because then all those people lost their jobs. Like, right down to, like, catering or... Yeah. Well, hopefully they get more furnishings. Jobs. Everybody. Yeah, but now not anymore because they get, they're going to continue for one more season. Well, yeah. That's I feel like that's as long as they're going to go anyway. That's well, that's quite true. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. December fifth, lock and loaded, ready for you to enjoy for the rest of the day. If you guys enjoy the song, this song is run by Monday Mistress. Download it. Pay for all the songs. MondayMistress.com. Uh, it's, it's, it's an awesome album, I've got to say. But also, this show is brought to you by Straight Productions. Check them out at straightproductions.com. Check out my work, joecarbeo.com. Go astray.tumblr.com. Uh, find me on Instagram at astrayj, at astrayj, and at joecarbeo underscore photography. What do you got, Carolyn? Oh, wow. I have a website. It's carolynbalevsky.com. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at carolynbalevsky. That's keep it right. simple like that. I just use my name. Slice and dice. I felt like it's a perfect time for us to record this episode today a little bit earlier. I know people on Facebook thought it was going to be 9.30, but I was watching Raw. Roman Reigns was on, and I was like, I might just start recording now. <laughs> I'll just go right past it. <laughs> works for me. Works for me. Sooner the better. But maybe when we come back after this, go back to watching Raw, that Matt Hardy has been Woke! 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 Check out this show, carolinandjoeshow.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, 
There you go. My name is Joe. And I'm Carolyn. Be excellent to each other, everybody. You're bonafide. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow.